Hey, I'm Daniel Coburn. And I'm John Rudolph Drexler. This is Talking Business League. Uh, we run a small development agency together. Every week, we have a one-hour call where we discuss the state of our business. This is that call. Dun, dun. Uh, John, how are we doing? <laughs> how are we doing? Oh, that's the real you. That's not the... Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> this it's a new setup. technology. <laughs> yeah, this is a... We're living in a brave new world. Yeah. Um, We're playing with Zencaster. Zencast, Zencaster. Zencaster. Uh yeah, I think uh I think I'm uh think I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm uh chilling. It's a Monday. It's time for talking businessly. You had a rough morning. Boy, did I. I um yeah, everything just stopped working in ways I didn't like. So running the cedars on this one client project is just segmentation faulting which is like the worst error in php like it's just like it broke and that is the amount of information you have to work with (laughs) it's like it broke catastrophically Mm. something broke in a big way so i just like went through and started commenting things out until i could make it not break um anyway uh that's an issue. Uh, Jacob ra- Jacob ran the cedars on the same code and it didn't break for him. It's just me. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to install herd and then install xdebug in herd. Because uh, anyway, long story short, I think my computer is like a nightmare right now. So I'm, I'm not even sure how much uh, PHP uninstalling and reinstalling I'm going to do today. <laughs> Dang. This is uh this happened with your last computer too, didn't it? Where like things became like with every computer all the all the time. Hmm. Uh, largely in this case, I think because I installed Herd. Hmm. It's a good new technology. Well, I think the technology is fine. I think just like switching things is bad. Hmm. Yeah. Like you got. I wonder got, what would have changed. You got the clean start. I wonder what uh what would have changed because it's it's still just valet right uh yeah but it's like the valet binary like wrapped up in a you know i don't know i don't know is the answer okay i mean like one thing i noticed is i tried to run a valet command just to make sure valet wasn't running so i ran valet stop and i can't run valet stop because there is a because now my PHP binary, now that I'm running herd, is in user slash library slash application support, which is like where the binary is installed. And there's a space in application support. And some script in valet doesn't expect there to be a space in the path to PHP. Hmm. And so it blows up. Anyway. Dang. Um, That's life. Well- How are you? Uh, I'm, I think I'm good. Uh, you know, moving my apartment probably looks a little bit sad right now. I pulled all the things off my walls and, uh, I've been doing some Marie condoing. Uh, it feels very, very good to, uh, get rid of a lot of stuff. Nice. Um, what are you getting rid of? I don't know. Like I had a coffee maker, uh, that, you know, I don't ever use cause I only use the AeroPress. And, yeah. Um, 
stuff like that that I just looked at was I got rid of uh, almost all of my books. It's like, mm. am I am I planning to reread this book? Um, and my apartment complex is fun because you put pretty much anything in the lobby and it immediately disappears. Uh, somebody nice. somebody's happy to have it. So the elves. Um, yeah, the elves received many gifts this week. Uh, mm-hmm. That was good. Um, I had a cool experience last week, uh, which was that. Um, I went to go to this board game testing night and uh, it was over in Brooklyn and a lot of really nice people. And And where Brooklyn at? Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Precisely. Uh, Brooklyn stand up. (laughs) Uh, And um, the first guy that I met at this event was just like very nice. He was just, uh, friendly dude and he was just like hey let's test our games together you know uh, i'll test yours you test mine i was like sure and he tested mine and like gave a lot of really helpful feedback super nice guy and then he was like hey you know will you stick around and test mine i was like of course you know i tested it and he was just like very humble and nice and his game was really fun and someone came over in the middle of it and was like oh you guys are playing the expansion to like one of my favorite games and i was like <laughs> this is one of your favorite games and then like i kind of kept on like trying to like peek around the edges like who who exactly is this and we mm-hmm. exchanged information at the end and he was really he was really nice like we spent the whole night together and i was like sorry what do you like do and he was like oh i make uh we make new arcade cabinets uh like oh. for for things and he's like i'm just kind of dipping my toe into the board game world but i you know i design arcade games and I was like, new arcade cabinets. It's like the only new arcade game that I've heard of in years has been Killer Queen. You know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I designed and made Killer Queen. Oh, I don't know <laughs> what that game is, but it sounds cool. It's an insane, it's a totally like impractical, insane idea, which is it's a giant two-sided arcade cabinet that allows 5v5. It's a 10-player game. <laughs> it's like... You're jumping around on platforms and fighting, but there's like three different victory conditions. Mm-hmm. And so like there's sort of like kill each other, but also like there's this like snail at the bottom that you can ride very slowly to the other side. And if you like get the snail all the way into their base, you win. There's like three different ways to win. Um, and That's so awesome. it's this incredibly complex, like not complex. It's it's actually pretty simple to learn, but like deep and interesting totally impractical it costs like fifteen thousand dollars to buy it <laughs> but it was like this thing in the game design world of like oh my gosh i can't believe you guys pulled that off you know nice. so walter and i had been like losing our minds over it when the first time we saw it in san francisco and i've always just it's always in the back of my head is like i can't believe somebody made killer queen and now you know the guy and then i like sat down and like te- you know test and hung out with this guy for a few hours and i'm like what do you do he's like i made killer queen it's like no way no anyway, shit that's awesome yeah yeah, it was really cool. Well, that's cool. How did yeah. he like... Uh, so it was Colossi that you played with him? Yeah, he was very uh, complimentary and gave some really good feedback. Nice. Uh was pretty direct. And uh, I think he really liked it overall. He, he had a couple of thoughts, mainly about like art and design, like visual design, actually. Less huh. about gameplay. Cool. Yeah. That sounds like a fruitful event. 
Yeah. That's the sort of thing that you live in New York for, right? Is to just like... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Run into Um, people like that. To run into people like that. He also, I just learned, he like teaches classes at the NYU. NYU has like one of the only game design programs in the world. Mm. um, And he teaches classes there. Nice. Um, But yeah, that's like, that's the thing about New York. It's like, you want to go train jujitsu you're going to train jujitsu with world champions. You know, you want to go to an improv class. You're going to be going to like UCB, you know, you want to, you want to go to some random board game designer event. You're going to meet some pretty nifty people. Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, for the, for the user and the listener, John makes games. We've made one game together, but John makes games all the time. And, uh, is, What's the status on Colossi? I'm seeing marketing materials. I know you've got a finished actual physical product in your hand. It's going to be, it's, we're going to do a Kickstarter soon. The Kickstarter is like built, but not live yet because the last step is I need to get review copies into the hands of reviewers because the, the strategy there is like get a bunch of indie reviewers to release reviews during Mm -hmm. the Kickstarter. Nice. Um, So are you in contact with reviewers? Yeah. Nice. It's interesting. A lot of them charge money, which is an interesting thing. Interesting. Because they're getting hit up. I mean, so the case for them is like, they're getting hit up by people like me, like constantly. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, well, look, there's 500 games I could review. Mm -hmm. I'm running a business over here, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, so that makes sense, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it does sort of like you wonder how impartially they review the people who pay them money. And that's the problem. And so yeah. then there's there's been several scandals recently with like pretty popular reviewers, like reviewers with like tens of thousands. I don't know about hundreds of thousands, but at least tens of thousands of followers who some game designers like basically released the emails of like, here's mm-hmm. what it's like dealing with these people. And it like blew up. Um, so it's an interesting thing i do think a lot of them the the up and up version of it that a lot of them have said to me is they said look your game hasn't even done a kickstarter yet so Mm -hmm. we know nothing about it what we will do for you is if you pay us 500 bucks we'll do a kickstarter preview and it's not a review it's a kickstarter preview and like you need our marketing bump we're like kind of reviewing a thing that is not even real yet Mm -hmm. so i'm like that makes sense like call it a preview don't call it a review interesting Um, yeah so anyway so are you gonna pay for some i don't know yet i haven't decided i've heard from other designers that the they paid for some and did some free ones and they thought that the the free ones were more fruitful actually so yeah and you know and they're also free (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) Well, and some of them are like also like the people who are so like one one guy asked me for like thousands of dollars and I looked and like he does Kickstarter previews all the time, but like his Kickstarter previews each have like 200 views on them. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like we can see the public numbers like this yeah. is not worth anyway. <sighs> dude, imagine if he just botted those videos. If I botted them? No, if he did. Like what oh, if he just yeah. went and bought 25,000 views for each of those videos. I know, right? You know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah um cool so how are you uh any feedback for me do i have any feedback for you no i was really grateful last week that um we talked a week ago we were talking about how we were hoping that you could get me unblocked on just doing some like 
actual development work. And mm-hmm. you did that and you were very patient while I got up to speed. Uh, one thing I'm also like just realizing is like, there's a certain amount of like, uh, you've talked about this before that a thing that you love doing and that you're good at is going and understanding somebody's entire big complex code base. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like coming up with good ideas of kind of what to do next. And so I'm realizing that like, regardless of what my skills are as a programmer, that's just a huge part of it is you just need to go like, you gotta go uh, eat up the problem. Yeah. And just kind of live in it for a while. So I was very grateful. I think you did a good job of like getting me into that thing um, that we needed to work on. Now I'm there. I'm unblocked. I feel like I didn't deliver enough last week, but I did get kind of neck deep into that code base. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, like, I think it's important to recognize, especially with like that problem that you were working on, like, so much of the problem, so much of the job to be done is understand the code that was written by these guys who no yeah. longer work here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if the, if the problem was just like, do this very clearly outlined thing yeah. that like, we absolutely know everything about it, yeah. then it would be a much easier task. But the task yeah. is, Hey, we kind of know what's going on here and we pretty much know what should be going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Go make sure that that's all true and then do this thing. Right. And sometimes that can take 25 hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. And, and it's also, I think another interesting dynamic in that is that uh, I used to run into this at my last job all the time too, is like, like the code that already works, the code that's already in production, it's easy to think that it's a little bit sacred. Mm, yeah, it's not. And it's really not. And there were multiple things that I went back to the client and I was like, we understand this, this, and this. These two things don't seem like they're doing anything. And the client was like, yeah, rip them out. They're terrible. <laughs> We're like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a, there's a lot of things sort of like shoved into this code base in the last couple of years. Yeah. Like since I left it, just a bunch of messes have been made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying I didn't make any messes, but we felt real good about the code base two years yeah, ago. Sure. <laughs> <You> sure. <know? laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. So yeah, yeah you've been, only, you've been only positive, it. only, only positive feedback, no constructive feedback. Cool. Um, how are you doing? I am do, I am doing well. Uh, last week was really interesting. I was in a sleep rhythm that was the opposite of my normal sleep rhythm. So normally I stay up late, wake up late. And then last week, I was falling asleep on the couch watching TV every night at 8 o'clock or sometimes 9 o'clock and then waking up unable to fall back asleep at 4.30 in the morning. Um, So it's just like all week, I was like early to bed, early to rise, rise and grind guy. Um, And it was simultaneously pleasurable and horrible. Um, It was pleasurable because like I got to just like it is there is like a big dopamine feeling of like knocking everything out before people get in so that people get in and they have like I'm like all right I have something on everyone's plate right now yeah absolutely. I'm just getting things off my plate and then John's gonna show up and answer the question and then Jacob's gonna show up and yeah. answer you know and like it feels really good to beat people in for that reason yeah 
um, as opposed to getting in and having four requests Absolutely. coming at you that Absolutely. you're dealing with. Um, so anyway, this is my whole life uh, in my last job because I was working West Coast hours in New York. Oh, so you just beat everybody in. It was easy to be. I mean, everyone gets in at noon my time. Mm-hmm. So I could just wake up, you know, answer emails, answer Slack, get to inbox zero everywhere, do a little bit of work. Yeah. And then people start trickling in. It's yeah, great. Yeah. It's great. Um, so yeah, that was fun. On the other end, there's some hours that I'm like accustomed to being able to work where I was just like way too tired to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like 6 7 p.m. I'm just yeah. like, I couldn't possibly write code yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to give somewhere, right? Yeah. So that yeah. was interesting. Um, I could see a world where I would enjoy that lifestyle. Um, but I don't know. Interesting. Interesting week. Um, good. Any feedback for me? Uh, no, I think you did really good with all of the uh, writing writing code, getting up to speed on that project. Uh, what do they say? You, you got to eat the frog. Is it eat the frog? Eat the bug? Eat the booger? Eat the bo- I don't know. Anyway, you 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 ate the booger. Um <laughs> right? Because like there's just like some there's some onboarding pain necessary in order yeah. to get up to speed and you did well. And I think you you seem to think that you don't have much to show for it. I think you actually did a lot of what I would have done, okay. which is just like I'm going to move this code around. I'm going to break it into chunks. I'm going to identify what if it matters and what if it doesn't Mm -hmm. like, you know, wrote tickets, wrote tickets, wrote cedars. Like these are, these are the things you do. I basically made it so that this week I am fully unblocked from having a good week. Yeah. And that's, that's how it's done. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to like magically have, yeah, you wanted to magically write 6,000 lines of code. But. <laughs> yeah, and delete 8,000. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it didn't happen. One of the other tensions I also feel, which this this isn't just like a an agency problem. This is a problem at regular companies too. But I do feel strongly now just this urge of like, we talked about it last week where I was like, I think there there might be a slightly cleaner abstraction here, mm-hmm. you know? And we talked about it for a minute and you were like, well, we basically landed on was like, maybe, but the one that's in there is like pretty good. So leave it alone, you mm-hmm. know, um, trying to feel out like how much like mind palace, you know, uh, rethinking should I be doing right now versus just like, let's just get this shit done. You well, know, I think I am very much a like the Yagni approach is, hey, that abstraction is a cool idea keep it in mind and then wait until you feel the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. once you feel the pain, totally, you know about the abstraction. Totally. And so like often I'll like write down an abstraction. So like here uh, on your store, we have this idea of a, a decorated variant, right? Which is basically like a, an intersection of like this product in this size, in this color with this decoration in this location. Mm. right it's like a lot of details and it's like we don't know if this needs to be a model or if this should be like a php object or if this concept even needs to exist but we're going to keep referencing it in conversation um and then eventually we'll be writing code and we'll be like oh my god i can't write any more code until decorated variant yeah yeah, exists. yeah. okay yeah. now i know that this abstraction is real and necessary and i'm actually going to use it 
Yeah. This goes to last week's blog post about scoping down. It's just like, uh, because also I think if you were to spend all this time up front, sort of re-architecting everything, Mm -hmm. it's like, by the time you get to the, by the time you get to the problem, it could be that you, it's like, well, actually we, we needed something slightly different from this. And so if you right. build it, Hey, there's max. Hey, it's max. Uh, <laughs> so building, doing all of that up front is not, uh, it's, it could just be a waste of time, but also it's like, you could be building the foundations of a house. That's like different than the specs you actually need. Uh, yeah. so it's like a double waste of time. Um, I've been, you know, I've worked with various, people reviewing my code over the years and at various times i've been too far on the just do it dirty side Mm -hmm. and too far on the like architecture astronaut like Mm -hmm. envision a perfect world before putting pen to paper right you know and like at this point i feel like you can mind palace things and hold them in your head but like start writing the dirty version yeah and let the let the abstractions emerge as they're needed I should get a little bit further back to that because that was a thing. That's how like I basically, I don't know if we've talked about this on here on the podcast, but like how I learned to program over Mm -hmm. the last few years was like, we wanted to make a game and I was like, can like, is it possible to build this as a web app? And you're like, absolutely. Uh, but you're like, I'm not going to build it for you. (laughs) Right. That would be thousands of hours of unpaid labor. Uh, and so we set up a system where I write code, you review it and that way you only have to help out a few hours a week and it's not so bad. Um, and I, at the beginning, especially had, you know, really absolutely no idea what I was doing and wrote just the most horrendous code ever. Um, and I remember, especially towards the beginning of those first few months, you'd be like, (laughs) you'd be like, laughing you're like i cannot believe you wrote it this way um that it you did get to the point where it worked uh but like now that you have encountered this problem from first principles let me break down how uh what a collection pipeline is you know uh which was great it was like such a such a great way to learn so i think i got to get back actually to that a little bit of just like if i'm not understanding something just like write it in this just hideous way and then bring it to you yeah i i think so and like also now like i'm available to pair almost all the time you know right right so like if you are deciding whether should i make the abstraction now or should i not like i'm around you know yep cool 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 all right uh what do we have on the actual topic block uh, okay, well, so for standing things, we it has been a couple weeks since we've reviewed our goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could look at that. Okay. I feel like capacity and cash, we are usually, like, we're actually pretty up to date on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, we have, like, a new uh, client. We have a new client. That's pretty cool. So we have, like, a kickoff project, which is basically, like, scope it, figure it out. Uh, figure out what work there is to be done and then uh, like write a couple of PRs maybe. Yep. Super exciting. Uh, I guess we're, we're talking about the show on the show, man, Max, Max is having a hard one. Hi, yeah, Charlotte. I, I asked Charlotte to come get him via text. <laughs> so that's what was happening. Uh, 
it's so um, much funnier now that there's video. Uh, so, yeah, we we like uh, talking about the show on the show. We talked. We were joking last week about if you're listening to the show, you are already in the sales funnel. Um, <laughs> and then shortly after that, uh, we got a very nice message from somebody who said, uh, "I'd like to work with you." Yeah. Uh, so that was that was cool, and they they learned about it from they learned about us from the podcast. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Aaron retweeted the podcast. They saw the podcast, and here we are. So that's cool. It's the the content marketing. It's doing its job. <laughs> now you're even deeper in the sales funnel than you knew you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the yeah. most the most powerful sales funnels are the ones you don't know that you're in. Exactly. Yeah. Um. This is funny. Uh, Adam and Ben, Adam Wathen and Ben Orenstein have their Hackers Incorporated podcast. Uh, and they did an episode about like Adam's fitness thing that he's gone through in the last couple of years. Yeah. And uh, Adam just like subtly mentioned that like he wakes up and like drinks his AG1, which is the like athletic greens yeah. stuff. And I was yeah. like, bro, I am so deep in this sales funnel. Like <laughs> yeah. everywhere I go, I'm being marketed athletic greens. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, uh, Lindsay says it's fake. It's fake. News. I think it's, I mean, it's gotta be fake, right? Yeah. I think it's fake news. I think it's fake. Um, I think it's like, uh, at least what she said was like, if you just like eat a bowl of spinach, you're getting pretty much the same benefits. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, uh, uh. but okay. then again, when was the last time I ate a bowl of spinach? You know, you just got to get on the smoothie game. This is what yeah, you do because yeah. I don't make myself a salad, but I do enjoy a smoothie, especially mm-hmm. if I put some like Greek yogurt and peanut butter in there. You know, it's like a dessert. Mm. You just put as much spinach as you possibly can into there. Yeah, yeah. spinach is good. It's one of the better greens. Um, all, okay, sorry. Of all the athletic topics. greens. Um, okay, let's look at this. Uh, so I can't share my screen in here because we're no longer using two. Uh, that's annoying. Well, I'll just go to the link. Um, so. Uh, put away $100,000 into a high interest savings account. We have obviously done 0% of. Um, we don't even have a high interest savings account. That yeah, would be maybe right. step zero of that. Yeah. <laughs> I started to look at it and I was like, whatever, I don't care about this yet. Uh-huh. Um, uh, getting a line of credit, uh, we're at 0%. Um, the budget, um, I could start working on this. There's no reason I couldn't start working on this, but we're still at zero. We could start working on all this, but we're at 0%. Right. Um, Book one client who could work with us for a whole year. We're at 0%. Uh, Yeah, although it was so weird. I just thought, I was like, oh, no, we have, and I was like, oh, wait, that was a dream. (laughs) I dreamed a client. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, any client theoretically could work with I'm us. I'm calling for a this whole 2% year. because I had a dream. <laughs> you had a premonition. <laughs> yeah, I've visualized it. Yeah. Uh, decide on the future with Jacob and future hiring. I think we have this at like 5 or 10%. Yeah, uh, I think that's about right. We know okay. what we're doing for now. Cool. Um, I think we're all on the same page right now. We're converting to an S Corp, which is a 50% done. Our part's done. We're just waiting for the IRS to get back to us. Uh huh. Um, aha, here's one we can update. Release Talking Businessly and get to 500 listeners. Uh, we have released Talking Businessly. Let here's me... a question. Uh, do you, how do we want to define listeners? Uh, I'm just going to use the transistor listener estimate. 
So Transistor has a number, which is like, here's how many listeners we think you actually have. It's like or subscribers, right? Yeah, but they, you know, there's no way to really know because RSS is an open standard. But we have at this point 317 all-time downloads. Cool. Uh, on two episodes. So if we look at the first episode analytics, it's got 158. And if we look at the second episode analytics... It also has 150. Oh, no, no, sorry. This is average downloads per episode is 158. I see. Estimated subscribers. Our best guess at your subscriber count over time is that we have 80 subscribers right now after two episodes. Okay. So we can uh, grow from here easily. So that's 16%. Yeah. Easy. Uh, get uh, onto three things onto Laravel News is a nothing. Uh, verbs to get stars on GitHub is nothing. Streaming Livewire 3, recording screencasts of it, uh, get onto two other podcasts with Verbs. Uh, Some progress there because I was invited onto another podcast and I told them I'm not quite ready to go on the podcast, but I have an an invitation, (laughs) so that's progress. Okay. Uh, You want to call that 5%? (laughs) Give that 5%, yeah. (laughs) Great. Um, Land one consulting gig as a PM uh, and... There's, we sounded like we might, we may or may not have a little bit of momentum here, uh, but there's nothing there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, um, thunk uh, Twitter followers. We want to get to 500. So this is the thing: we have not really been using the thunk Twitter. Um, Do, how important is this? It's like, it exists, so it is important because people are going to reference thunk on Twitter. Okay. And we need them to be able to tag something when they do that. Right. Um, that being said, like, I don't know if tweeting from it is important. I think it should probably just mostly retweet the two of us. Okay. You know, how many followers is it at now? It has 42 followers, but I feel like if we just used it a little bit, we would get it up. Uh, so we're going to write 20 blog posts. We're releasing a third this week, uh, which puts us at 15%. Cool. Um, see, uh, we're going to want to get me to 500 followers. Uh, I think we're at like 20% of that. I am looking, you're at 106. So yeah, you're just over 20%. Cool. Um, and then releasing verbs. So how's, um, how's that looking right now? We have a hackathon schedule. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. So I'm not making, I'm doing little bits of work on it here and there, but I'm not making a huge stride on it like in the next week or two, probably. Cool. All right. And then uh, under be a great place to work. Everyone takes a week off. That Ooh. has not happened. Um, no, but I do have times I need to take off. Oh, perfect. The written down, so I need I'll get them to you separately. Excellent. But there are there are at least days that I intend to take off. Cool. Um, 
I got some real grief from friend of the show, John Bishop. Uh, he was, he was um, coming after me for our first episode. Because we he didn't to, understand what the, what I was saying. He kept on saying you didn't understand. And I said, no, I understood. I was trying to Socratically ask questions until Daniel realized that what he was suggesting was a bad idea. Um, and, <laughs> and by the end of the episode, guess what? Daniel came around. I also received messages from people that were like, John didn't understand what you were saying. No, I understood it. <laughs> I definitely understood it. I thought it was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. The thing I want, the thing I want is I want a business that can survive if either of us falls in a well. Uh-huh. You know? And I think it is ambitious to say that we're going to do an experiment that proves that in our first six months of being in business. <laughs> but un- maybe next totally year. Totally unnecessary. <laughs> next year, I'm saying, let's do a fire drill for someone sure. falling in a well. Sure. Um, hiring a mentor, which it sounds like maybe you think is not should not even be on this list. Well, um, that's a whole episode on its own. <laughs> Speaking day, of which, when are we going to do that episode? One day we'll get to the mentor <laughs> Uh, setting up benefits, setting up payroll. I'm willing to give myself an extra 5% on uh, setting up payroll. Yeah, we got documents at my house and I took pictures of them we and sent them to you. Them. So now we are at a uh, a total of 12% uh, on our OKRs, which we need to get to uh, by the end of the year. So I think I mean, it's that's pretty, pretty good. good. In two episodes, we went from 0% to 12%. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. All right. I feel good about this. And also it's like, we didn't get, if we had gotten to like 40%, I would have been like, we set the wrong goals. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, cool. if any listeners want to help us, uh, <laughs> finish any of our goals, you just let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. We got that. Although Let's... I have had people, uh, volunteer as our mentor. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That's perfect. Which is funny. <laughs> um, I think we've talked about capacity. We feel fine on capacity. Uh, we're about to do this new client stuff this week. Mm-hmm. Um, cash, we are okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about potential clients coming up. Um, marketing and community engagement. We're kind of on, on like, I don't know. At least my parts of it, I feel good about. I'm just I like writing. I'm writing blogs every week, and we're making the podcast every week. Um, yeah, and, and I, I feel like it's landing with the people it's supposed to land with and you know it feels good yeah i feel great um okay so we have here's our present you 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 pick your topic i don't feel Mm -hmm. strongly enough about any of these yet uh we have the Mm pre-mortem we have should we hire a mentor Mm -hmm. we have should we ever employ people (laughs) we also have eight minutes Oh, true. Oh, yeah. We have to leave after this, don't we? This is going to be a short one because we got started so late. Yeah, because of Zencaster. Okay, um, tell me the list and then we will. What should we do? Should we come back to it? Come back to it like after this meeting? After this meeting? <laughs> No, I think we should just wrap it up and make a okay, short one. Wrap it up and we'll say next week we're going to talk about this thing. Okay, that's fine. Um okay, well the mentor one we've just we've been too uh it's it's been 
it's been like too long coming now. I think we have to do that. Next. We have to do the mentor thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, because should we do should we do opening statements about? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. Let's do opening statements, and then next week we will do the mentor thing. Okay, my only thoughts here. I haven't really like prepared anything. I didn't write anything down. Um, which usually that's how I how I get my mind right is that I write mm-hmm. down my thoughts beforehand. But off the off the top of my head, uh, I just like I. I go to people for advice a lot and I externally process a lot. Mm -hmm. And I had uh, several people say to me, you know, it's, it's really worthwhile to have just sort of like one extra voice in the room, Mm -hmm. preferably someone who has run a business like you're running Mm -hmm. Um, just to like, they're not, they're not making executive decisions, but Mm -hmm. like, they can be a tiebreaker when you and I disagree. They can, we can just go to them and be like, Hey, here's how we're thinking about our pricing model. Does this make sense? And they can weigh in with just like, Oh yeah, some people do it like this. Some people do it like this. You could try this. Um, so I, I put a very, very high value on just like having someone like that available mm-hmm. kind of on call a little bit. And one piece of advice that I got from drew bells, uh, who, uh, has run an agency for a long time was he said, you should find someone you both trust and just like pay them a little bit of money so that they're always available. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we can be creative about that. Like, I feel like one theme that we're running into is like you and I will run into something like that. We're like, yeah, let's do it our own way. You know, mm-hmm. like we did, we, we kind of looked at OKRs and we're like, let's do this a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I think your suggestion, which was like, well, actually, we know kind of like five or 10 people who could be really useful to us in different ways. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, maybe we maybe we have a panel of mentors who we go to about really specific stuff. I'm totally fine with that, too. I mm-hmm. think we can get creative with it. I don't think we necessarily need to pay anyone, but uh, I do want to like, I think the real the real important part to me is not that we pay them, but the part that to me that is really meaningful is like, having one or five or 10 people who are like, okay, we both agree that like this person has some like really valuable, good insight that we're going to go to them for on mm-hmm. a regular basis. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. So I am cool with all that. The thing that I like gut check hated about hire a mentor um was it feels so stuffy and uh management consulting blah 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 like i don't want to hire some douchebag in a suit to like who doesn't really get our business you know what i'm saying and like yeah i think i think the people i would respect to be our mentor. Like there's, I don't think there's anyone who fully gets it. The only person I would say who fully, fully gets it would be like Matt Stauffer. Right. And I don't know how he would feel about like, uh, I guess we could ask him, but I don't know how he would feel about like, take some money from us to like train us up to be a better competitor to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you I, know? I know. Like, or like, you know, I mentioned before my friend Scott, who's like super smart, has run companies like this has interacted with many companies like this but mm-hmm. his angle on it was like 
forget Laravel. You guys should be like building AI. And I was like, well, that's not. Yeah, I don't think you really get it. That's not what we want to do. Like I and I think Scott's incredibly smart. Yeah. And it's like in another if we were five degrees more aligned, I'd be like, Scott's the guy. But Scott's not the guy. So I do like that kind of panel approach. I think that's interesting to think about. So maybe that could be the maybe that could be the episode is like, who are those people? Who are your guys? (laughs) (laughs) like who'd you come up with uh just for the listener this is a this is a joke that we we can't stop laughing about is how mark maron of the world famous wtf podcast every time someone goes on his show he goes yeah so uh who are your guys and they go what (laughs) he goes like who'd you come up with and they're like oh are you asking who I used to do comedy with when I was in Boston in the eighties. And he's like, yeah, who are you guys? <laughs> and every time no one understands the question on the first time, but he still asks it that way every single time. And uh, that's one of our favorite. Uh, that's something we say a lot. Who are you guys? Who are your guys? <laughs> uh, it does come up so much more than you would think it would. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So next episode will be Who Are Your Guys? Next episode is Who Are Your Guys? Who Are Your Guys? This All right. Great. Cool. We got oh, a short man. one. I like to weep right before a client call. Just a little <laughs> bit. I like to go in a little teary-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who are your guys? Who are your guys? All right. All right, cool. So this is like a, this is a fun sort of interim episode. We didn't actually do a topic. We just sort of did a little look, house cleaning. We put, out a, we put out an episode every week whether you want it or not. Yeah, look, you know? not every meeting is going to be, you know... A life-changing meeting sometimes we just say hey we got 12 percent on, on our okrs yeah absolutely we did this is uh, what it lo- this is what it's like to run a business folks <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, right buddy i'll talk to you in peace it's one been a pleasure wait, how do i wait, end wait. this call oh hey it's the outro music all right um this is great i think this is one of my favorite out. songs i've ever written it's really good. Thanks, man. John with the hot beats. Michael Johnson has a really great uh, vocal performance over this that he Does made. He? Um, but uh, we'll share that at a later date. Yeah. We almost turned it into a twice adapted song. Ooh. All right. Talk to you soon. Peace, man. Was this...